I'm Leanna. And I'm Nikki. And in today's episode, we're just talking about nature. So we're calling it Lessons of Nature and just thinking about different ideas that come from nature that are valuable for us and the value of nature itself. I think a lot of times we're told if we're feeling stressed out, um, there's science behind it, um, there's advice behind it to go get out into nature. And we tend to relax. And I don't know, I've also heard it's the idea of getting into the flow. So nature doesn't really have pressure. It doesn't have timelines or deadlines. It doesn't have judgment. And so when you're in nature, you get into just the simplistic flow of, of that. Natural, natural rhythms, Mm. which, yeah, I think just culturally or even jobs, or even I always think of, uh, you know, the great, it was a great invention, electricity. Yeah things would have gone dark and we would have gone to bed and stopped doing things. Right. We don't do that anymore. That's right. But nature goes dark. It says, this is rest rejuvenation time. When I want you to do something active, there will be light. (laughs) That is such a good point. (laughs) And there's so much energy in say things like waves crashing or um, wind blowing, right? Like you can feel the strength. And then you can feel the calm of a still yeah. pond or, um, uh-huh. or a gentle breeze. Yeah. So there's lots of rhythms just within nature. It's almost musical in a way. Yeah. And it reminds me of something else too, um, a metaphor that I use sometimes uh, that I learned in our class. And that was the idea that nature is full of cycles. And as human beings, we forget that we're cyclical too. So nature has the tides, the moon cycles, the day and night, the seasons. And so sometimes too, when we're feeling low, and that can be mood, um, energy, motivation, productivity, um, we kind of feel like we're stuck there. And what what is a nice reminder is that's actually cyclical too. So once you've been through a low period after that comes more energy more productivity um uh uh, let's say a happier or more joyous mood so um in in a way going back to one of our main themes permission that that allows us maybe permission to be in those lower parts of the cycle knowing that on the other side of that comes the the going up the upswing and I love your comment about no judgment, that nature doesn't have judgment. Like, I don't, I don't know. It just seems funny in my head. You know, things we say to ourselves, but no one's like, oh, you stupid tree, you just dropped needles and now you're all bare. No right. Looking like that. Like, well, and even if there's like, say, a snowstorm or something, I mean, we go, oh, Mother Nature's at it again. We'll just have to hunker down, but we don't kind of go, Oh, that horrible mother nature, <laughs> you know, um, or Jack Frost is, is horrible. I want to use swear words. That's what I really want to use, <laughs> but I won't. Um, yeah, we don't have that kind of 
judging the source. Like we might, we might be frustrated. We might not be able to get where we need to go. We might be quote unquote stuck at home, which Mm. can be good or bad, but we don't, right. We don't judge nature. Oh, that horrible nature. In fact, if we judge anything, it's usually the weather forecaster, isn't it? Like it's, it's the person (laughs) that didn't tell us. Yeah. But if we're part of that, which I believe we are, if we're all connected to the earth and connected to each other, then we are going to have, you know, times of introspection, times of rest, times of calm and times of, yeah, energy and productivity or even storm. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's needed. Like we couldn't live in high productivity for our entire life. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes it's frustrating when we want things on our terms, I guess, right? Like when we want, I want to relax now, I couldn't sleep last night, or I need to get this paper done. Like we want our energy to match our intention at the time. And, and maybe that goes back to that idea of the flow in nature. Like maybe there's, maybe we have to flow with the energy we've got. Or it's making me think too about the energy around us, like mm-hmm. something we've siloed ourselves when that's where we're coming from. Like, it's just about me and my agenda and what I need. And I don't think that has to be an awful thing, but when I think about, you know, the root system of a forest that mm. is so interconnected and alive, but it compromises. And it sacrifices. And when a tree is dying, it sends more nutrient to that tree than the trees that are healthy. Mm. Like, no, it's not about a tree. Right. It's to take care of the forest. Yes. And if that tree does go over, it's a place for mushrooms. It's a place for... Right. It becomes a nurse log. It's a new home. Yeah, absolutely. So there's no ever... Yeah, that's the thing. I think we get so caught up in good and bad, right and wrong, right? Like that's kind of how we're taught one of the ways that we have a lens of seeing the world and ourselves. Are we good or bad? Did Is the thing we did, is the thing we said right or wrong? Mm-hmm. And I mean, in the bigger picture, in the connectiveness, I'm going to use the word again, in the flow, like it wouldn't matter if that mistake over there happened because something's going to flow from that, come from that, extend from that, that we're just potentially not aware of. Right. Right. Yeah. And we care so much about our own particular tree, right? Like, Oh yeah, we do. <laughs> it can't possibly fall. It can't possibly lose a branch, but okay. It did. And now what happens from that you know there's there's kind of lessons in um zooming out or or acceptance or um you know we're people of will we have free will but we don't control everything we don't know <laughs> half the time we can't control ourselves right so forget all the other things <laughs> I'm trying to train a puppy and I'm very much (laughs) understanding what it's like to not have control. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I do think like that brings me to think about that. um, Just that cohesive working together Mm -hmm. nature. And yeah, I'm just thinking about how there's 
trees and flowers and the soil and moss and you know I, I I am not part of the forest in that way so I don't know but I can't imagine a tree being like well I'm a big important tree and you're just a dumb mushroom right like there's I no hierarchy people right well you're a famous rock star and I'm just whatever right we do that instead of if we could kind of see ourselves as society and we need artists and bankers and lawyers and teachers and firefighters and like we're just all pieces in the big puzzle yeah so I think I don't know there's something you really struck a chord for me in the judgment there's that judgment again right nature doesn't really judge and we need the rain equal to how much we need the sunshine right and when you were talking about everything being interconnected, I also think about, I mean, I took one basic rudimentary weather course once, but we did focus on air pressure systems, right? Like weather. Right. And so if you have a high pressure situation somewhere else, then that creates a low nearby. Right. And then there is a border of wind because the air is changing in between. And, and that all flows like, um, um, have you ever seen like iridescent dish soap or oil on water, right? And it kind of flows and twirls and everything. Well, that's kind of what's happening to the air in our atmosphere. And so if something comes up over here, it pushes this way. And right. there's this constant pushing and moving of this fluid air. So it it just rolls with it. It's just this idea of like, if I bring that to mind and imagine it, it's, it's all one, like, okay, there's each air particle, but it's all one system. Right. And, and just like a little boundary, like this is Canada's air. Right. <laughs> that does, I don't think that exists in the atmosphere. Right. I think back in the day, remember when there was more talk of holes in the ozone? Like I'm sure they're still there, but it was a big thing and acid rain and yeah. things in the eighties and nineties. And I kind of thought it was unfair that there were certain areas, I guess, that were bigger polluters, but then the holes in the ozone seemed to uh, be fixed in a way over different areas that weren't the areas <laughs> causing the problem. So there we go again, interconnectedness, right? Like you might think you're getting away with this kind of pollution over here. It's not affecting me. It's not in my backyard, but there it is. It has an impact somewhere because it's interconnected. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think as an adult, I couldn't have put words to it at the time, but that is definitely one of my favorite things that I got and learned from dancing mm. that you were more often than not a part of something bigger than you. Ah. This intricate choreography and you were needed because without you, there's a hole without you. It doesn't look right but you're still just one part. You're not the whole. Mm. Um, and I remember being so excited to have my very first solo and then being quite disappointed that it was not nearly as fun as I had hoped. Oh, There I was all alone. There were no other dancers to play off of. We weren't making cool formations and patterns. Like that was a really good lesson for me to be like yeah. the part I actually love. Oh, and I, and I think like, I wonder how, how, or what we would change in our lives if we really, truly, you know, believed 
oh, there's such a juxtaposition in my mind about that because on one hand, you make yourself so much less significant, right? I am part of a bigger whole. And to me, that doesn't matter if it's the world, uh, natural things, my family, my class, my where I go to work, you know, my job. Um, and yet it does both for me somehow. So you become less significant and also quite significant, but your piece is needed. Right. Right. Like do a whole puzzle and get to the end and have one piece missing. And all of a sudden you, that is frustrating and you really want to find that piece. And you appreciate that piece. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm wondering, that made me think of when you said you can both feel significant and less significant, the the feeling significant to me feels like connection. It feels like part of a community, connecting and feeding off of those people or your environment or the energy. And so I could see where then you feel um, fed by that, right? Like, right. Yeah. yeah maybe even there's value. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then perhaps less sig- like feeling less significant is just the grandness of it. Okay. I am one grain of sand. Um, right on the beach. So I learned one time too. I throw out facts and I don't know if they're verified. So please <laughs> excuse me. It's just how I recall them. So when I was learning about the solar system, uh, the universe, Uh, I learned, and I'm not sure if I have this right, that there are as many stars in the universe as there are grains of sand in the world. Oh, wow. If you think of, I mean, just the sand on, say, your local beach. Right, like (laughs) beach, yeah. A beach. Yeah. Or a beach you visited. And then the whole world. Yeah. So that's what makes me think maybe I have that wrong. Nevertheless, even if it was as many stars as sand on one beach, right? <laughs> uh, that is immense. That's um, there's so much life force, spirit, energy, whatever um, term means the most to you. There's so much of that out there um, that that, like we say, is a part of us. We are animals, right? We're human beings. We like to think we're, you know, at the top. Yeah, we have these advanced capabilities, but we are animals. We're part of nature. We live in the natural environment. And even if we've adjusted the natural environment for our own purposes, like if, you know, in an urban city or something, we're still, you you can't escape the rain. You can't escape the wind. We're we've done both, right? We adapt to the environment as well. Yeah. Live in different parts of the world with different climates. We do adapt. Yes. So, yeah. Another neat idea that comes to me from nature is when I felt my lowest, um, I was reminded, like, I felt like I was headed for a breakdown. Everything was overwhelming. And I kind of lamented, oh, I feel like I'm going to break. And I was reminded, you might bend, but you won't break. And that reminds me of like hurricanes and you see perhaps those palm trees or any trees that are just about Uh. (laughs) sideways (laughs) Um, they're getting blown over with just this massive force and so it reminds me how much resilience we have built in 
even a blade of grass, right? It's just, or flowers. Um, you know, even a flower can get trampled on by a toddler or an animal and, you know, give it a little bit of time and it bounces back up again and yeah. gets strong with the sunlight and water. And yeah, it just reminded me how much strength we have built in. We think a lot of our strength, I think, comes from what we think in our attitude. But I think it's important to know that just at a cellular level, um, without us having to try, there is a lot of strength already there. Yeah. Yeah. Or there's just hmm, strength. That could be an episode. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking, you know, what, what is strong? Yes. And, and when I think about nature it seems so, um, well, it seems strong. It's there year after year after year. Right. You know, sometimes plants can survive drought, they can survive blood, they can, uh, and yet it's not boastful. It's not big and loud. Nope. It's not, it's so steadfast and I don't know, it seems quiet to me. There's such a quiet strength to nature. Right. I love that. Mistake it like, but it's strong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And I think when you said what is strong, I mean, it. I personally think vulnerability is strong. I think honesty is strong. I think tough choices are strong. Mm -hmm. I think doing things on your own and loneliness is strong. Um, there's so much strength that isn't in your face, as you say, like boastful. Right. Yeah. And I wonder, well, I only sort of wonder, I think there's a lot of research out there that's telling us, but that we're, well, grownups aren't, but children as well just aren't in nature. Mm. It's not built into our lives, I think, the way it was. Um, I know even for me, I didn't have any friends who were driven to school. We all walked and yeah. we walked home at lunch. Mm. So I'm not even sure that I would count that as like intentional times in nature, but it was like 10, 15 minutes, four to six times a day, every day. And right. no that exercise. <laughs> like that was just what you do. <laughs> I like, grew up in a rural area. And I did have one uh, great friend in the neighborhood. Um, but we were on acreage. And so you'd walk and, and, and go find your friend. Um, and then as I grew up, I, I gathered a few more friends, and they certainly weren't within walking distance that I was capable of. So I would get rides from my parents. But um, yeah, I, I'm just trying to think like, I think when we hit about 15 or 16, when we got our own driver's licenses, a little bit just before then, and we'd get rides like that's when we would go to the mall. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, and it could have been an age thing too. But that, like, that's when we would go hang out at the mall. But certainly up until that point, yeah, we were building forts and climbing trees, or at least walking or to get to each other's houses or riding bikes. Yeah. 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 And I don't want to be that person, you know, that's like, well, when I was young, <laughs> um, 
but I see it and I see it with my own kids that it's just not built in the same yeah. way. I would totally agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, when we got this puppy, I remember saying to my child, like, we're going to take it on walks, whether it's raining or snowing or windy or, you know, um, or sunny. And we're going to have to do that every day because the puppy needs exercise and it doesn't care what the weather is. And yet (laughs) it's easy to find those excuses, right? (laughs) Um, And so even I, even I do that. I, I, I role model staying home and cozy. We try to push, we try to say, okay, you know, and it's good for us too. And I think Mm -hmm. um, with children, it's good to go out in all kinds of weather. Um, And again, you don't have to be out in the woods or on a beach or anything necessarily. You can be in an urban setting, but it's, yeah, it's great to get outside. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I wonder, hmm. Just thinking, yeah, thinking about, okay, so having walked to school. So yeah, when regardless of the weather, super cold. And I grew up in Ontario, so it, it got cold, not West Coast cold. Like it got cold. Yeah, real cold. <laughs> or rain or a thunder and lightning storm. Mm. Um, but somehow to me, there seems a metaphor in there that, and you did, you kept adapting. You'd be wearing boots sometimes, not all the time. Right. It would always be, you know, whatever, November to February, you'd have mittens in your bag. You might not always be wearing them, but everybody had a pair of mittens in their bag. Yeah. Like, and there, I, I'm, I'm not crystal clear on it yet, but there's kind of a metaphor. So if you can adjust and adapt and survive the weather, then you can weather things. Right. It's resiliency. It's adaptation. And it doesn't need to be like taught or forced, but I'm thinking of kids who it's cold. I don't want to go out. It's cold. Right. True. Like there's some, I would just be curious. Maybe that's it. It just makes me curious when our kids aren't out in the cold and they're not out in the rain and we have sort of allowed that for the sake of a better phrase like so then what happens when it rains in life yeah what happens when life is cold yeah you have no experience exactly yeah of adjusting or giving yourself another layer or forgetting the layer (laughs) yeah right (laughs) I mean that's a big one too is setting out in the morning, even, um, for my child setting out for school, um, asking me, do you think it's going to rain? I say, no, turns out downpour at lunchtime. Right. Yeah. And what do you do? How do you, how do you cope with that? Do you borrow something? Do you find a tree that's got more shelter on the playground? Do you, um, you come home and say, mom, guess what? You don't know everything. Right. <laughs> like tomorrow, may I have my my gum boots, please? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It just seems to me, in a very natural, healthy way, there's all kinds of learning there from birth. 
that you can then apply. Right. As you get older, you can apply it. And what I love about it, what you're, what you're saying is we don't have to try. Like, this is not something you need to do a lesson plan or go to the store and buy supplies. I mean, use what, what you've got. Like, you don't even have to make a a lecture or a point out of it. They're learning by experiencing. Yeah. Yeah. No, don't say anything about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so, yeah. And then I just get curious about like personal consequences, social consequences, if we keep removing ourselves from that, from from getting cold, from, yeah. Because it's not about, of course, I mean, I think it's reasonable to say it's nicer to be warm and dry. It's nicer when life is all running smoothly. Right. It's just not going to be that way all the time. Right. And that's okay. Yeah. Well, and even I think about going on a walk and again, I'm, I'm putting children in the mix, but let's say they are a little bit cold. I'm not talking teeth chattering or in danger, but uncomfortable. Right. And you know, not turning around and going for home right away, saying, no, we're going to go on this walk and seeing what they can get from that. Right. Right. And, and trying to look for the positives. Okay. Well, let's not focus on your cold, wet feet. Mm -hmm. Let's focus on the birds chirping or how many, um, I don't know how many flowers can we find? Yeah. Squirrels are we going to see? Right. And so even the idea of changing focus from your uncomfortableness, I mean, there is so much. Yeah. Yeah. Or what are you going to do next time? Yeah. Feet are cold. What if we're out here and it's raining tomorrow? Right. I'll make choices. You might have cold, wet feet tomorrow too. But I love the idea too of like, maybe then they bundle up the next day and it's completely pleasant, right? That you've got to kind of lug around all the extra stuff. I, I remember, um, as a young adult, I worked on the prairies, uh, very, very cold during the winter. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I was in an office, but um, very, very cold. And minus, I remember 38 with the wind chill, even more. And this one particular day closer to springtime, very cold in the morning still. I had my big park. I had my big sweater. I had my big mitts, my double socks and everything. And at the end of the work day, I use this term. I love this. It warmed up to minus 10. <laughs> <laughs> I say that to people sometimes. I'm like, you don't know cold till you said it warmed up to minus 10. And I walked home without my jacket on. Like right. I really took the bus and I'm like, no, I want to enjoy this day. And I walked home and, but I'm lugging all of the gear that I had that morning. When I went all I, it was all on me. And I had my lunch, like my backpack with my lunch coming home. I had every article hanging off my Uh. arm and everything. And so, I mean, even that I think about kids, right. And then the next day it turns out nice. And you planned for the, um, you kind of planned for the worst, let's say, and Mm -hmm. it turns out better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. There's a lot, I think, to be learned in nature. Yeah. Another one. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to repeat what you had said about you don't have to lesson plan it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's important. Let it be. 
go out in nature, have the experience you have and sometimes well and let it be. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes when I get inspired, I feel like then I have to try to apply and <laughs> um, you don't sometimes mm-hmm. the inspiration's enough. It's all there. And right. that actually leads into um, another inspiration that I got from nature is this idea that if we think about a seed, a seed has all it needs, all the information, all of the resources. It does take some water and some soil and sunlight, but it has everything it needs to grow into whatever it's going to be. So that kind of, you know, the parallel in our lives is sometimes we feel like we're searching for something to make us feel whole. A lot of people don't feel like they're good enough and they're looking for something to feel good enough. And this idea from when you were first conceived when you were two cells meeting you had all the information you have all of the information built in that you need to grow into whatever you're going to be and yes there is definitely a role for the environment right so that's the soil the sunlight the water so how you're brought up where you're brought up the attention the love maybe perhaps the danger that might exist there. I mean, that influences, right? Mm -hmm. But we also have all of these tools built in that we don't need to go searching for. And that's really, there's so much power in that, that we forget that we have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a nice message to leave people with. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. (laughs) Have all the knowing that you need. Even if you don't know what that is, I I would add that too, right? Like, I don't know how DNA works. I don't know how cells know how to become a lung and how to become hair and how to become all the different parts. But your body knows. Yeah. It already knows. It knows how to heal. That's pretty powerful. Like, it knows what to do when there's a cut. It knows what to do when there's an achy muscle. And easier said than done, but... Sometimes we, it would benefit us to get out of the way of that. Mm-hmm. We try and control that so much. Um, we try to make ourselves feel better. We try to find other things to feel whole or like we're enough. Um, and there's just so much wisdom, so much power, so much knowledge um, that we're not even aware of that we couldn't even fathom Mm -hmm. yeah be open to the magic yeah be open to the magic let it flow (laughs) (laughs) um so as always if you have any comments or questions about this topic we'd love to hear it and if you have any ideas for future episodes that you'd love us to discuss um yeah let us know and you can send that to liana and nikki at gmail.com that's l-i-a-n-a-a-n-d-n-i-k-i at gmail.com thanks for listening in